welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with JM and JB. And for those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about the entrepreneur mindset and the lifestyle where you can find balance between work and life. Within this show, we're going to showcase um, not just people within our network, but also local Arizona businesses and the minds that built them. JB, welcome to the show. What up? What up? What up? What's going on, my brother? How we doing? Oh, we do good. It's hot. It is. I even brought in some fans today to try to help cool down because we have such a hot guest today. Oh, we, we're, we're leading straight into that. That was quick. I am. <laughs> We've got... I didn't really have a great intro plan, so I just wanted to We've shoot straight. We've got El Blanco Oso here. Blanco Oso? Blanco. Oso Blanco. Me uh, gringo. Me Lo gringo. siento. Yes. Uh, We've got the white bear. Yeah, yeah. Bradley. That's I've been told. The... Bradley Reith. B Red. The the Red G. The one and only. But yeah, something like that. Something like that. Welcome so. to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you. This is a great setup, man. It's pretty nice. Thanks. Pretty awesome. And like the American flag in the back, flying uh flying high and proud. And Always. everything in everything in here is beautiful. It's just great. It makes my warehouse look like crap. So no, no, no. I no, enjoy no, no. it. Really Absolutely do, so. not. Absolutely not. Other than it being really hot. Sorry, I like I said, brought some fans in for you trying to cool. It's not keep too bad. You cool. It's not too bad. It's okay. Got, yeah, we got a little AC and a little fan action going. We're okay. We're okay. Good. Hanging in there. Well we're very excited to have you. We've actually or at least I've been on this show. I don't know if you've been on uh I was here. on it once and then I have not gotten invited back. Obviously you didn't do very I don't good. invite anybody to my show, dude. I invite I it, people invite themselves to my show. It's really yeah. weird. They're huh. like, hey, man, I want to do a podcast with you. I literally had a customer coming the other day. He was an airline pilot. He's like, man, I listen to your podcast. I'd love to come on and talk about flying because I know you're afraid of it. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't think about that kind of stuff. So yeah. if I were to have you on my podcast, again, I'd have you on every week because you guys are great. I mean, I just love talking with you. And every time that we – people, I don't know if people know this, but we're friends. And mm-hmm. so as a result, we hang out quite often. And so as a result, I mean, we're, we're like talk about different stuff. And I'm interested in you guys growing and what you're doing. And I just think you guys are – Freaking awesome, dude. So we appreciate that. Right back at you. We yeah. have talked about Friday nights over at your place, oh, yeah. Zeal Cigars. Yeah, dude. Um, one of our absolute favorite places to go to. Why don't you tell yeah. the people what the uh, the podcast is? Uh, it is Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast on Apple and everything else like that. Uh, usually me and JB or JB and myself and uh, maybe a guest or two or we'll pipe somebody in from the cigar industry. We talk about men, masculinity, and cigars. It's about it. Awesome. So that's about it. And the then the greatest we things about yeah, America. Right? Yeah, yeah, we do Put that, that on a t-shirt. And we smoke cigars, talk about that a little bit. Uh, and it's fun. It's fun. So we enjoy it. it it's been a great time. I've been on once. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the environment's really cool. We always talk about some fun stuff. And it's always great just listening to you. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people that listen to your podcast. Yeah. And there's a reason why, you know. So we're I'm especially excited about this. Well, I'm excited <laughs> too. You're just not giving me the spotlight. <laughs> well, I'm allowing you to show your own excitement. I don't want to speak for you. Well, you just took it all. So I ditto. Look, if you've ever look, seen two brothers that were separated at birth, this is what you have right now. <laughs> I can't be Mr. Hollywood if I share the spotlight. Okay, <laughs> Holly, Hollywood himself is here, but no, I'm I'm super <laughs> excited. Uh, I've known Bradley now for gosh. 14, 15, 20, almost 16, 20, yeah, almost twenty years, dude. Twenty years. Yeah, back in two thousand six, I think is when I came to uh, PV. Yeah, two thousand six, seven. Yeah, I was in there in eight, somewhere in the, six to eight, somewhere in there. We're wow, freaking yeah. old time. Right, dude. right, right. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. Dang. I knew you when you were young and you had curly hair and you weren't. When I years. had hair, you can when just you, say that. When you had hair, dude. I, yeah, I don't have any either. That's Are what you going to take the hat off? No. Okay, just checking. Just checking. I'm working on it. Yeah, I, all right. You can, you can grow hair, though. I just, I just grow, I grow a bold spot. That's all I do. So, <laughs> I, mean, I can't even grow that properly. It's that bad, you know, so. Hey, but, Hollywood, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. <laughs> You like that? Running your fingers through your yeah. luscious hair right there? Look, let me tell you guys something. I okay. hope you are here. You got, you got a nice, this, 
It's got a nice set of hair up there. I hope it I falls like the, out piece I like by the piece. pepper coming in, to be quite frank. I'm super, it's getting real. Dude, I'm serious excited about that. My wife, yeah? my wife actually uh, stopped. She's colored her hair all her life, right? So she stopped coloring her hair. And she's got little gray streaks in it. So sexy, bro. It's so good. I, I love it. I'm like, she's like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm like, I know how I feel about it. You just leave that right there, sweetheart. Let me have the feeling. Yeah, there, there's something. There's something about that. I mean, like every, I, I get, I get asked by my audience once in a while, do something crazy, like dye your beard. And I'm like, I'll never do that. Like, yeah. I, I'll never do that. I won't, I won't yeah, shave my beard. No, I won't dye my it. beard. Yep. And it's because, like, I earned. That's every your identity. Gray, I know, right? I, I earned every gray hair that I have. You know, every little stress you went through everything you did that was cool or bad or whatever and your life's a gray hair added so like those ones that are coming in man embrace it don't die it there it is i embrace always say it's, it. it's the knowledge yeah dude. the experience embrace it bro is that, yep. is that what we're calling it yeah, yeah. No- <laughs> i don't want to be old yet okay? is that why is like- that why i don't have any gray hairs <laughs> <laughs> i just went no, straight to ball no, it's just like i was gonna, gonna say, skip the knowledge and go to death it's one of the either side you either lose the hair or you get gray beard so if you're doing both yeah. dude yeah. Nice i'm level. just all over the place i mean no hair red beard but I had red or blonde hair. It's just like my body's so confused. It's like screw it. Just you're like whatever you can grow, yeah. just grow it. So hey, we're, we're releasing a we're releasing a new cigar that we just that we just we just got in. We just tested. And we really liked it, so we're gonna bring it in. Uh, we're calling it Desert City. I wanted to call it Blonde Desert City Blonde, but we're calling it Desert City Connecticut and then Desert City Maduro. Uh, very good cigars, but I wanted to call it Blonde. And I literally got this skull with blonde hair. It's the spinning image of you, bro. <laughs> I kid you not. It's a spinning image. I, I got this. I have the pictures. I'll send it to you. Yeah. So like, I literally saw it. And I was like, and it's in the in the eyes where the eye sockets go has the logo of Phoenix in there. So Desert City, That's yeah, bad. Desert that City. Is badass. I'm yeah, gonna absolutely. pre-order my cigar no, 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 and no, my man. sticker. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I know you never do this on a podcast. We're doing JB it. JB saw it. And he went. And he went. Dude, that's really good. And I was like, I think it's pretty good because we're going to call it something else. And JB was like, no, nah, dude, I like that. Can you, I don't know if you can see this. Can you see it from where you're at? Oh, yeah. yeah. Desert City Maduro and Desert City Connecticut. It's really good Connecticut, really good Maduro. We just got in. So very excited. So about those that. are going to be your next releases. Yeah. Big, big yep. releases. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's coming next week. It'll be here next week. Nice little, yeah. little segue that oh, I guess sorry, we can get into this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> why don't you, you tell people what your, uh, your business is? The name, uh, I'm a retail. Do? I'm a retailer, uh, cigar retailer, and an online uh, retailer. So that's I sell cigars, and uh, what we're known for is we partner with factories in Honduras, Nicaragua, and Dominican Republic, and some other places out there <laughs> to to bring you guys the, the best value in cigars there is. So the difference between my cigars and I, I try to make it so much as the difference between my cigars and the cigars in the big boys boxes and bands are nominable, if any, in just the smoking experience. So we hope that, like, you smoke ours, and, and, and we're known for our value. Our, our cigars are anywhere from $4 to the max maybe $8 at, at, the, at the high end of, of what we sell. Uh, but we try to keep it there so that the average blue-collar blue guy can feel welcomed in our shop, wants to come in, smoke a cigar, and feel valued and treated the way that he's meant to after a hard day's work uh, versus having to put on a suit and tie and go to some lounge where you aren't welcome unless you're wearing, you know, uh, I don't know. A bow tie or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. So you're big on the house blends, and I've number you, one seller nine to one in our shop. That's incredible because yeah, you awesome. have a full humidor of just your house blends, and mm-hmm. then you have the big boy boxes. Right. I don't. I honestly don't know if I've ever been into the big boy boxes humidor. I go straight for the house blends nobody, because nobody goes back there. Yeah, nobody goes goes there. I mean, it's weird that we put them in the front because that was a big controversy at the very beginning. When it was like, I won't put our stuff in the back because I don't want to overshadow like the other brands and everything. I don't want to talk to manufacturers about it and everything else like that. Uh, but people just walk back. They think lots of people think the only humidor we have is in the back. 
Oh, and really? I've, I've pointed before several times. I'm like, you can go right back here if you want to looking for, you know, Camacho or Fuente or anything. They're like, oh, no, 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 I'm going for yours. You know, which is kind of cool because I, I've, I love what we do. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Just, just so you know, the, the number one, I, I just had a conversation about this the other day. The Cocoa Chemist was our number one seller we ever did. 5,000 cigars in less than five hours. It was crazy. Wow. That's but, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. And we've done some other cigars like that too. But uh, Spice Cream is like our number one overall. But Cocoa Chemist sold faster than any other cigar. I contacted that manufacturer uh, just two days ago. And, I, and he's talking to me about these the other cigars. I mean, the, the uh, Desert City Maduro and Desert City Connecticut, those are his cigars as well. And I told him, I said, I, I just got to tell you, man, if there's any way to get the Cocoa Chemist back, because he told me it was like a one and done thing. I'm like, I'm telling you, he's like, look, I can do that, but I can go to the factory. It's going to cost more money. I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I, I know guys that would pay, you know, seven, eight bucks, nine bucks for that cigar in a heartbeat. And he's like, okay, all right, we'll go. But it's not going to be that much. We're going to keep it at a, at a reasonable price point. But I'm very excited about that. And uh, all the money that we would get, you know, that comes in, it goes directly into house brands and very little goes into the typical manufacturers, you know, to be quite frank, because I think I have a pretty good palate and how I choose cigars is I tend, I tend to get five or six test blends of a certain, certain kind of cigar I want, whether it's a Connecticut, a Maduro or Habana or something like that. Uh, and then I smoke them, give them back two that I liked and then say, if you can make something like this, they send me back one, then I get that. And then that becomes the brand. So having so many house blends, is this normal throughout most cigar shops? No. Do- no, you're kind of the the guy. Yeah. That's your niche. That's well, most yeah, most cigar shops may have two or three. Okay, I wanted yeah, it's usually a house Connecticut, a house Maduro, and a house Havana. And then how many do you have? Forty two. Wow, it's yeah. a great number, by the way. Yeah, forty two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's his football number. Really That's difficult. The only he's really that. difficult kid to coach back in the day, but yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, it, that it's bad. it's uh, I really do enjoy that. I think we slimmed it down to about thirty right now. Okay, because uh, we want to open it back up and dealing working with manufacturers. The industry is really weird because a lot of manufacturers monopolize the industry for their own purposes. Uh, and I got into this. And the, and the thing about the cigar industry is kind of weird is it's a great industry when you find the great people. It's like any industry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, when, but when you have some people that monopolize it and, and do some things that are kind of shady and so on and so forth, there's some racketeering going on that we've experienced um, from other shops. Retailers are weird. Uh, in Phoenix in particular, it's a weird, weird space to be in because nobody really talks to each other. Uh, in Phoenix, and we're all just really, really strict competitors. Uh, but we put on the face to everybody else, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. He's a great guy, and so on and so forth, you know. Uh, and it, that's not the, it's not the case. You know, that, that guy doesn't like me. I don't like him type thing. And that's what happens on behind closed doors that nobody actually really sees. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we're all hating each other and everything else either. We've got businesses to run, and, yeah. you know, we're not hanging out like one big happy family like we all portray, you know, a lot of time. Now, I don't portray that. I used to, like, at the very beginning. I'm like, I want to keep it the facade because, you know, I want everyone to like me. Yeah, I, mean, I, got, nice I, got over, I got over that year one, dude. I'm like, you know what? It's war. Everyone, everyone hates everybody else. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to try to hate anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing my own thing, stay on my own grind, let everybody else you know, do what they want. So can you describe like a house blend then? I mean, obviously, why aren't they being put in the big boxes? Why aren't they put, being put well, with put the a box main in brand? If and you put a box and a band on it, then you can charge more. Okay. Okay. And so cigars don't, don't naturally come with boxes and, and bands. Well, yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. people don't know that. Most of them, they, they come all in come packages that way. Uh, so you save significant amounts of money, significant time wise to get the cigar to, to the public. I mean, if you put it in a box and a band, you got design time and you have certain things during that time that takes probably sometimes six months to eight months. And so I can, I can smoke a cigar if it's readily available or if I want to blend it, it could take me three months that way. So there's many cigars like we have, we have a couple other cigars coming out. One's called, um, Alchemist. 
what's it called? Alchemist. One's called Alchemist, and it's Alchemist Elixir or Alchemist something. I can't remember what it is. And then we have another one called Dark Prince um, Retribution. You know, so we have we have those two coming out, and that's that's with a certain manufacturer that can do the boxing and banding himself. Some manufacturers kind of hone that out because they're doing millions of cigars. My house blends are in the thousands. Okay. You know, so I'm not doing you know 1.5 million in just spice cream or anything else like that. Although I probably sold that much, Damn. but I mean it's but over time. You know, we're not going to do that. So in order to print a cigar, like when you print a label or like, you know, like the labels that are on the cigars, yeah. that usually they want somewhere between 100,000 or 10,000 minimum, if you would. So you got you to ban those many cigars. Then you got to send it to the factory so they can ban it down there. Then they got to put it in cellophane. Then they got to box it. You got to choose the box and everything else, like, everything else like that. So some manufacturers that are smaller can do it for you. That's who I usually work with. The big boys are, are doing that. Like Fuente is doing, you know, three, five, six million cigars of one, mm. one certain brand, okay. you know, Jeez. but they've also been around for a hundred years. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've been around for going on five, you know, so <laughs> it's only point. been five. It's only been five. It will be five next March. That's so crazy. we're in, we're in, we're in year four right now. So yeah. I, I want to backtrack just a little bit because Zeal Cigars um, has taught me a ton. Mm-hmm. You, you have shown me a, a lot of really, really cool things that I know you pass along to a lot of the newer guys that are coming into your shops. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, backtracking a little bit and uh, what, really kind of inspired this cigar industry to you? Like what got you so deep into the cigar industry? I've said this a million times on, on camera uh, in my own shows is I like more what cigars do than even what they are. Mm. Like I like the camaraderie. I enjoy that. I genuinely like the flavor and I like the blends and everything else like that. What makes me stay with it is that there, most people when they get into cigars, they're not blue collar and quickly you can escalate your game to the white collar. Like for example, at the PCA, which is like the trade show we have every year. The reason I don't go is because it's just a, it's a shell game. It's not even real. People aren't being real. They're putting on their best. Some, sometimes the blends that you get there aren't the ones that you actually get in the box. That's happened multiple times. Really? Yeah. And so like, you're like, what, what? this tastes so different, you know? And so they released three, there's three different cigars. I was just on another talk show um, last Monday, uh, Rocky mountain cigar, cigar review with uh with ryan and ryan had myself and another guy on there named david garoppolo david's like 38 years in the industry he's like an og in the industry super big fan of his had no idea he knew who i was and he's like dude love your stuff you're doing great i'm like oh, dude, you're like the og bro you know it's <laughs> recognition a, from an og right, that's huge right. it's like being a being a comedian and joe yeah. rogan coming to you and being like hey man you're doing pretty good you're like why no i guess and you're andrew schultz back there going like, yeah man uh, so <laughs> so anyways in in the midst of that garoppolo was telling me that at the show i don't go to the show because I don't, I don't think it's a waste of time um, so David Garoppolo was saying that at the show, there are three manufacturers that released like a $200, a hundred dollar and a $300 cigar. I'm like, who was going to buy that? Literally who's going to buy it's upper echelon, right? And they're getting like a lot of celebrities involved in it. So what you're finding is a lot of celebrities are getting involved in like guys who were, you know, manufacturers. Cause that's the only way to bring their stuff to like bear is to get a celebrity thing because guys like me are pushing the envelope by pre- presenting like really, really good brands that are killing theirs really slowly. So they want to isolate me and get me out of the game as soon as they possibly can buy some of the things that they're doing, like racketeering and selling, selling to different price points to other shops around. It happens all the time. I'm just the only person who talks about it and don't care what they think. So because I'm a big boy and I really don't care. <laughs> so I don't know. You don't like me. What am I going to do? Yo, man. Uh, yeah. So lose sleep. No, yeah, Jesus loves me. And so does my wife. I got nothing else. That's to worry all about. that matters. So in the midst of all that, he was telling me about that. Not to mention there were, there's a guy who brought three $10 million ashtrays. 
Why would you spend $10 million on something you put dead ash in? How do you even spend $10 million on an ashtray? I don't know. It's it's really crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get an ashtray. It's, it's really crazy because I was Put that like, on a t-shirt. All this stuff happens. I'm like, this is just dumb. You know, and here's, here's the thing. Guys who are new in the cigar industry, it's a good old, boy, good old boys club. Guys who are new in the cigar industry have a hard time making ways when they, when they won't play by the rules they see are skewed. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care, dude. I'm not going to play by your blurry rules. It's all skewed towards you and towards this. And if I don't bring in this, I can't get this. I'm going to do my own thing, man. And so we've had a lot of success doing our own thing. And we found a lot of great manufacturers that want to work with us, you know, that are smaller guys that aren't these giants of industry uh, that kind of have a monopoly on stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Those other giants, I sell their stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. Still buy, I still buy it. I still smoke it. And I won't, I won't throw them under the bus, but I am telling you the fact of the matter is, I see what happens and I know what happens. And when they're confronted on it, it's almost like, you know, uh, that's it. That's hearsay. But, I'm, but then you give them facts behind it. They're like, well, you know, it's, it's the things you got to understand. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't talk. Don't, don't backtrack <laughs> with me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 18 years old. Don't need an explanation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not looking, I'm not looking, you know, you're not my, you're not my hero. And he's in, in cigar industry. None of these guys are heroes. They're all farmers. Yeah. The guys who are good are farmers. But like when you try to put them out there, like they're these heroes or these, these titans of industry, they're not. They're just farmers. But they just want to put on the facade of, Well, I, I don't big. think that's what they wanted. I think that's what they had to do to become relevant gotcha. in social media because social media is awful. Yeah. It's just terrible. So as a result of that, like they have to pretend to be something that, you know, this, this guy has to collaborate with this celebrity in order to make a good cigar. No, he was making great cigars before. But now when you have, you know, Guy Ferrari or somebody else come out and say, it's a great cigar. I'm like, dude, Diners, Dives, and Dives were like over like 20 years ago, bro. Like, why, why do we care? Oh, this is your way of staying relevant, Guy. Yeah. You know, and it's a good cigar because Espinosa makes it. That, not because Guy had anything to do with it, because Espinosa made it, yeah. you know. But like that's, you see that happening in our industry. I'm like, God, this is so dumb. The dumbest thing ever. But, I, but that said, I did meet, um, who's the basketball player, the mailman? Uh, they call him the Carl Malone. Oh yeah, Carl Malone. Yeah. Carl Malone at a PCA show a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't know who he was at all because I don't watch basketball. I watch football, and that's about it. So I meet lots of baseball players and basketball players who are like popular, but I don't know who they are. And I think it's kind of fun because they know that I don't know that, and I don't know them. So, and they come to the shop once in a while. But anyways, uh, I met Carl Malone at the show, and he's like, "Hey man, I, I told you, you, you these videos and stuff like that. I want to give you one of my cigars." I'm like, "Oh thanks, man." He goes, "You big guy, you must play some ball back in the day." I'm like, "Yeah, back in the way back in the day, dude." That's, Thing. And he's like, yeah, man, I respect that. I'm an athlete as well. I just want to give it to you. Didn't like tell me he was Carl Malone. Didn't tell me anything else like that. Didn't try to pump it through a celebrity. And it was a good cigar. And I was like, and then out of nowhere, somebody comes up to me and goes, dude, you friends with Carl? I'm like, is that his name? I don't know. <laughs> that guy, like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, that's Carl Malone. I'm like, oh, okay. Who's, who's that? I don't, know. I don't watch basketball. I don't know. Yeah. Like that. And I looked him up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So as a result, like, I think I think we've gotten away a little bit from like the, the farming and the real blending of tobacco and the farmers being the ones on display to where we're bringing in celebrities because social media has forced that in the industry. And there's just guys that, I don't know, it just seems like they're, they're, they're doing brand deals with celebrities and that's how they get into it. But maybe it's something they're really doing well at. I don't know. That's just my opinion. So with the media ever-changing stuff, where is the cigar industry headed? Next uh, five, ten years. Is it going downhill? So is it going uphill? Is it disappearing uh, I, I don't think it's going to disappear at all we're trajectory is growth growth by 10 percent over the next two or three years so um and who knows i think 20 i think 2024 elections really going to tell the future of tobacco to be quite frank as a result like i think they're in it and i saw a there's a new cigar reviewer out there his name's picky jimmy or pick jimmy or something like that 
how, how he says things and, and how he talks, it kind of annoys me, but he's dead on right about a lot of stuff. Okay. And I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm kind of annoying too. Like I, I wouldn't listen to me ever. And I don't <laughs> listen to any cigar reviewers, but I saw something that he said out recently where he talked about the PCA released, like they have a day before the, the uh, retailers come in to meet with the manufacturers and they let the media in there. Like, there, by the way, there's never cigar media. There's maybe like five or 10 guys. Now there's like hundreds of cigar media because everyone's got a phone and everyone's got a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. you know? So as a result of that, I feel bad because we were kind of part of that onboarding of all these people getting involved in like social media with cigars, yeah. you know, and then blasting the industry for being so far behind. Now they're all catching up. And so now you got all the cigar media, which it's hard to see. You know, the, I mean, it's, it's weird to see these guys who are just farmers and manufacturers try to talk like the celebrities and give like articulate interviews. Some of them are just dumb. Some of them are really good. Some are really good. But like, it's, it's weird because like, dude, your thing is, your thing's blending. Your thing's this. It'd be like me asking you about surgery. Tell me how you do open heart surgery, Jake. You're not going to know. Okay. I can watch but, YouTube. But yeah, exactly. I'll figure it <laughs> out real quick. Right. But some, of these, but some of these guys know that or even hire professional people to train them how to talk. Yep. You know, so it's, it's kind of a weird little thing there in the industry. So I think as far as the social media is concerned, it's, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, which isn't necessarily bad. I just think social media, once said to me by somebody I thought was very intelligent about it, I think the guy's an idiot, but I think what he said was very smart. He said that social media is the eighth grader running down the hallway with his hair cut on fire, yelling, look at me. And everyone has to watch a train wreck, right? That's what social media is. Mm-hmm. And I think for the new generations coming out, particularly the millennials and the, and the uh, Gen Zers, they know where that leads to. Like the kid ends up having to stick his head in a toilet bowl just to get his hair off on fire, right? And it's not fun being the, the butt of the joke eventually, all right? So they want more mature audiences, more mature people that talk articulate and educated about something that have been in business and understand things. I think that's why our audience grows uh, exponentially in depth, even more though. So the numbers we are growing in numbers, but in depth, they're like, man, I listen to you and you, you, you sound like, you know what you're talking about. We have fun and everything on Zill, Zill on uh, best cigar reviews on YouTube. That's where, that's where we're at on the Zill cigar review. But we don't, we take, we take cigars seriously. Take ourselves, we don't take ourselves too serious. We have fun with what's going on and everything else like that. But we don't do stupid things like catch our hair on fire or cut my, cut, cut my, <laughs> shave your beard off, shave my beard off to smoke a cigar so that everybody will watch. Like that's what people were into. That's what people think yeah. a lot of times. And, uh, well, what's like the demographic for the, the, our the audience that listens to your channel or watches uh, your channel? 21. Really? Uh, 21 years old. Not a boy. Through, uh, trick, question. Through, trick question, everybody. 20, 21. Smoking age here is 21. Yeah. Uh, 21 <laughs> through 34. Yeah, it's seven, oh, really? 68% of our audience is at that. Yeah, so, which is interesting because I'm, I'm the older brother to, that, to those guys. Mm-hmm. Very similar where you're at. Yep. Yeah, I'd be like an older brother, uh, if not almost dad. You know, so <laughs> it, it's, it's really interesting to have that younger audience. And I deal with that when they come in my shop a lot. A lot, a lot of college guys, a lot of frat boys and so on and so forth. Hey, man, I watch you forever and so on and so forth. It's really cool. Uh, and I enjoy it. And like I said, it's, it's fun to watch that stuff on a TikTok where someone's, you know, catching the hair on fire and putting it out in the toilet. That's kind of fun on TikTok. But when you're trying to talk about cigars, which is meant to be more respectable, masculine, grown up, uh, to watch somebody, you know, uh, put weasels in their pants and smoke a cigar, it just seems stupid. Right. <laughs> it's just dumb. So when I hear that, I'm kind of, you know, uh, that doesn't surprise me. You know, anyone will do anything for attention, you yep. know, and that's, 
it's what gets the views. And so people do that and so on and so forth. So. Well, and, and the hard thing is, is obviously a younger generation. I, I can't speak for all of them because there's mm-hmm. always some, some diamonds in the rough, but mm-hmm. you know, especially for me, like the, the older I got, the more that I learned from you and, mm-hmm. uh, and surrounding myself with a really good group of guys, it became more of a, uh, like a collaboration of the minds mm-hmm. to where I wasn't focused on the petty, you know, dumb shit I used to do as a kid. I was more focused on like growth, building a future, focusing on, uh, you know, wealth and knowledge mm-hmm. from everybody else to where when I was 21 years old, I was running around doing a bunch of stupid shit. I could care less what people would say. Right. Hey, you should do this because it's going to better your future. I don't give a shit. I'm going to focus on the here and now, right. which is why I asked about the demographic because that that's honestly like a, a little shocking to me. I thought it would be much older because you look at kids that are, you know, 21 and 25, 26, mm-hmm. they're not really focused on, you know, progressing in a realistic way, right? They want to do the social media. They want the, the 15 seconds of fame. They're not really focusing on how they got there or the end goal. It's really just that, you know, how do I become famous really quick? And, yeah. you know, the cigar industry, at least in my eyes, is something that has really kind of, you know, become a, a community, I guess, with us, mm-hmm. especially when we smoke on Friday nights. But it's mm-hmm. more of a, I feel like it is a mature thing. It, it's something that if you're going to sit around and smoke cigars, it's not for somebody who's going to be in and out in five, 10 minutes just talking shit. It's somebody who actually wants to sit down and actually have a, a conversation. People don't want to talk anymore. People barely talk on the phone, let alone talk to you in person. Mm-hmm. So for cigars, you have to have a maturity level that's above yeah. what most kids have nowadays, in I, my opinion. I, I think that, um, well... This, let's, let's take it back to scripture because I used to be a pastor, so we'll get in that. In a you second. used to be a pastor, but you, a, you, uh, let me, let me you, you own a cigar industry? industry? Sinner. I know. I got, I got a comment on, on, a, on a video buddy sent me yesterday about that. Anyways, there was uh, <laughs> God, God granted the uh, King Solomon. Everyone knows about King Solomon and his wealth. So King Solomon, he, he granted him one wish. He'll give you anything you want. He said, I just want wisdom. That's the only thing I want. With wisdom, you get everything. Yeah, if you want, if you want one thing in this whole entire world, get wisdom. Yeah, because I'm t- I, I tell you what, if you want wisdom, it will it will solve. And I and that's for the last, let's say, the last twenty five years, I made it a habit of my own life to gather older men to meet with me on a weekly basis to tell me everything that they knew, so that I would have wisdom by the time I was forty. And by the time I was forty, I understood exactly what to do, how to do it, and everything. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes and you're perfect. But you have an idea of what wisdom is and how to do things. And it really, in the, in the algebra of life, that really is a factor and a variable you cannot do without. It, for longevity's sake, you cannot do without wisdom for longevity. You can do in the short time. Like when you're, you know, when you're 18 to 24, yeah, you got a, you got a period there in college, you know, where you're not doing anything. You're trying to figure out what life's about. But if you can apply wisdom there, that echoes into the rest of your life in really, really positive waves. And so from the time I was 15 years old to the time that I am now, I had guys who were older than me showing me what to do and how to do it. So I made really, really wise choices. That's why I've been married 28 years. That's why I have three kids. That's why I have a business. That's why I have a, a really good reputation among most people, except for the people I don't like anyways. Well, but you know, that so, doesn't matter. <laughs> who gives shit about I mean, them? But in all honesty, that, that's a very, very important thing to do. If anybody were to take anything away from, they say, just one thing I should know. What's the one thing? You know, back, back in notes at City Slickers. Like, <laughs> what's the one thing, Curly? What's the one thing? It's just wisdom, man, it, at all costs. At all costs. And so that's where I get everything else from. So I'm like, all right, so I understand wisdom. What's wisdom? And wisdom has so many different layers to it and everything else like that. But understand, like, what's wisdom in this? Like, there's wisdom that you guys have about running this industry 
that I have nothing about, but I was in this industry at one point. Mm-hmm. So I know it from a dealership perspective. You guys are doing it from, from this perspective here. I'm, I look at things here and there. I'm like, how much is that lift? I wonder where I can find that on Amazon. I can't <laughs> find it on Amazon. How much would it be if I put that in the back and I put two or three on the back and I just worked on my own cars and my bikes? How much is a bike lift? Oh, like a, you know what I'm you saying? You start spiraling like, down oh, looking yeah, for 100%. information. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and don't take this the wrong way, but you're a little bit older. Okay. You know what? So back in the day, Jesus. 22, no, this, this, it's going to come full, full circle. Don't worry. 49. Uh, back, Proud. Back, 49. 49. Because I feel like me and Jake were cut from a different cloth than uh-huh. a lot of people nowadays. Back in the day, people actually used to talk to people. Again, yeah, as I kind of said, so like you actually <laughs> you interacted to, with yeah. people. So when you were right, right. on that search for knowledge, like you uh-huh. had a lot of people who were open to uh, communication. So nowadays, as somebody who is passing on wisdom, especially I know for uh-huh. myself personally, you've given me a ton. Mm. How would, uh, you know, somebody younger um, go about seeking wisdom in the now day and age? Because uh, TikTok is not the answer. No. No, not you're not, the you're not, you're not I don't know. I've learned a lot <laughs> off of TikTok more than I ever did in high school. So that's okay. I agree. I'll agree with this one. I, I will. That I will shows our public school system. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Go Trojans. Go Trojans. <laughs> uh, the, um, what I, what I found was uh, two, two things happened to me. One, uh, when I was young and in high school, I had a coach that really cared and he was telling me, uh, son, you will be served by listening to older men when I was disagreeing with him about something. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, he goes, you don't know half of what I know about. And it was just about a play or about a, a scheme or something like that. And he says, if you listen to me, you will know. But I promise you right now, you think you know, but you don't. Then I was raised by Marine that my dad, my dad was famous for saying this in our family. I've forgotten more than you'll ever know, boy. He would say that continually. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, like that was helpful. Then I met a guy who was, you know, a major guy at Procter & Gamble um, and I was going there, I was, I, was with a camp, I was with a ministry called Campus Crusade, and I was raising support, kind of like an American missionary, essentially. And uh, I went to his house and met with him and his wife. My wife and him met, and so on and so forth. His kids were in our ministry. And Zeke, uh, he said, you know, I asked him for a dollar number. I said, would you be interested in supporting us this amount? He goes, yeah, that'll be fine, but I could do better than that. And I'm like, sweet. Give me that sweet, <laughs> give me that sweet money, baby. It's a tax write-off, brother. Get, there it bring, is. bring it on in. And he goes, he goes, I'll meet with you because you need some wisdom. And I'm like, you need wisdom. <laughs> That's immediately what you're a young man. You need wisdom. You don't yeah. know anything. Uh, and for like, uh, was it five to seven years? I can't remember. I'd say six. Uh, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m., I met with Zig Swift at Panera. We talked one hour about Jesus and one hour about business. And it was really, really formative for me. I mean, I would come to him with like, this guy's an idiot because of this and blah, blah, blah. And he just, a, he's like a Jedi ninja of like conversation. And I didn't know who he was in Cincinnati and come to find out he trains and he works with major high up executives, major high up pastors in the area. And they all know him. And I didn't know this. And I'm just like, Zeke, yeah, he's Zeke. He's, you know, he's got a nice house and everything. And it's Zeke, you know? And they're like, nah, dude, that's Zeke Swift, bro. That's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, how did you get in with him? People ask, how'd you, I'm like, I don't know. I just went he got in with me, you know, so to this day, I mean, the guy, the guy retires young. I think he's maybe 55. He retires 55 and goes and goes and starts orphan, or, orphanages over in Africa uh, to help fight the AIDS problem. He meet, like, first thing he said, he's like, well, you know, I got some money saved now. I did this. He talked to me about compound interest and in, in retirement. He was the first one talking about stocks and everything like that. So when Zeke did that, he really, really, and when I saw him, that was our very last time we were going to meet. He's like, I was like, what are you going to do, man? You're retired now. And he went and bought an, went and bought an Audi TT. 
Remember those old cars? Yeah. Odyssey, he's like, I never drove anything nice. He drove like a, a Corolla all his life, like an old beat up Corolla. He's like, I wanted to get this because I wanted to drive around fun. We had, we had some fun roads back in Ohio. And then he, uh, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to solve AIDS. It's a pretty big problem in Africa. And he did, he's doing it. He's, I mean, to the last time I checked, he, everybody knows. So, like, getting wisdom from somebody, like, find the, find the smartest person that's older than you, not your age. And I'm, when I say older, you're at least five years older than you. And ask them, can I, can I meet with you and pick your brain about whatever you want to know about? Because even if they're in business and not in your business, they probably have something they can offer you, mm. you know, that, that is just so. And then you pay for everything. You, you buy the coffee. You buy the beer. You buy whatever it's going to be. And just ask them questions. But come prepared to ask them questions. Yep. Uh, it's really, really helpful. Uh, I don't do, I used to do this a lot. I don't do it anymore with anybody because I'm so busy in business. I don't have time to do that. Plus I, I like doing this with like you guys in this kind of forum. I'll say we get some freebies out of you. Yeah. And well, not only that, but like our guys and I, I, yep. I it's not like I'm doing that on purpose, but like I, I just, you know, it's a, it's a good way to smoke a cigar and hang out <laughs> with buddies, you know? So, but I have found that those from the time I was, let's say particularly 20, 22, 23, all the way to about four, 39, almost 40, those formative years and having several guys, Keith Kruger, Lee Cooksey, uh, Zeke Swift, Chuck, I'm trying to remember Chuck's last name, Nolan, I think, um, Tom Bernardo. Some, some, there, there's, there's so many people have influenced my life that I'm like, I can point back, I got that from that. Harvey Plug, can't forget Harvey. Um, I, like people who so heavily influenced my life. I mean, like I, I got to be around a guy who ran a ministry with 250,000 people in it, okay, and was, was responsible for human resources. So oh. you can imagine that, I mean, his nickname was Velvet Brick because he would fire people and people wouldn't recognize they were fired. You know, <laughs> so I mean, like, things like that, to be around guys like that that are just so great, like, and you don't know what you have until it's gone. Like, when, I mean, currently, so Harvey, Harvey's one of the best people in my life, Harvey's son, Dan, was my best friend in, my, in high school and was my, um, was my best man in my wedding. So uh, later on, Harvey and I got to work together in a, in a large church, and, he, and they hired him exclusively to be my boss because I was kind of a loose cannon. And so I, would, I remember sitting back in Harvey's office just talking about how messed up everything was, and he was like, it's, watch for, if you're looking for a mentor, look for a guy who's a sniper, a guy who doesn't shoot his mouth off like a shotgun when he needs to, but waits and quietly waits. And then before you know it, you're hit with wisdom from the side and it came in, you didn't even hear the crack of the bullet or anything else like that. You're like, boom. And that's what Harley would do in spades every time. He'd just be like talking and so on and so forth. He'd be like, have you ever thought about this angle on this? I'm like, what did he just say? <laughs> Mind blown. What did just, ha what just happened? Yeah. And then like, I, I'd seen, I'd see, I'd see a, a group of 20 men freak out and be like, well, I never thought about that just from him being quiet the whole time. And he says one thing. I mean, everyone's arguing about stuff, and then just one thing, and I'm just blown you away. You just see the light bulb, the switch oh, yeah. go on, and everyone's Be careful mind. with it. I mean, the quiet guys that don't say anything, they're probably the wisest. Hmm? Yeah, loud mouths like me, I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spew knowledge until something sounds good. Yeah. That's, that's all that we do. <laughs> Throw it up there against the wall. Hope yeah. Yeah. Run yeah. a couple circles, loop back around, be like, yeah, that made sense. Yep, yes, it did. <laughs> uh, well, funny. obviously, you have a, a lot of uh, inspiration from a lot of guys, right? A lot of mm -hmm. wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to just put you on the spot here, but if you could give like a, one of your life mottos, if you could sum it up in one either sentence or phrase, what would that kind of be? I, th I think it's recently it's been um, 
I'm talking to a lot of young men about this, sorry, that, that are like my son's age, a lot of, a lot of young post high school guys I've been talking with and been asking me questions about stuff. Younger 20 somethings have asked me similar questions to this. And I, I had a great conversation with my son about this. I've been reiterating this, what you, and it's in, it's in the movie gladiator. And he says, what you do here echoes into eternity. Mm. And it's so true that what you do in your young age, young age echoes into eternity. For example, like, because I didn't make certain mistakes, like with girls or getting drunk or doing stupid stuff when I was younger, I was healthier later on. I didn't have any regrets or mistakes. And so as a result, like, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. So when my son's asking me questions about this kind of stuff, I can talk to him honestly and not be ashamed. It's hard to talk to a son about, you know, what you're trying to get him to do when you've done horrible things yourself, mm. you know, or something like that. And so, so here's the weird thing about being part of life that I'm in. Their dads are my buddies too. And so their sons are talking to me like, I don't want to be like my dad. Yeah. Can you tell me? And I'm like, your dad's my boy. <laughs> this is weird. So, yeah. so, so, so then you, what you have is the son and the dad. And, and you knew the dad back when you were young. And you're like, bro, this is what I told you. All right, don't go with that person. Do that thing. Don't do this thing. All, all these kind of, I mean, sincerely, it's yeah. a true story. So as a result of that, like, that's a weird place to be in because you're trying to love on the kid, obviously. You're trying to hold the guy who's older, old enough to know better the same way. And so hopefully your mistakes teach you wisdom, but just know that everything that you do, particularly like with your life, it always affects other people and it always echoes either positive or neg negatively into the rest of your life. It really will. So I think if, if, you, if you grab that down and recognize that I'm going to make a decision, I got to do this, like the thing I was telling you about before we actually started recording, mm. like I know that when I choose to start that, that's going to be dramatic on yep. all of my life. I know that that's going to be a big thing. I know there's people are going to hate me for it, and people are going to love me for it. And I know there's going to be people I'll be indifferent about. They'll be like, I don't know if that's the right move for that guy. you know. But I know that like when that happens, um, this is going to happen. Uh, that's my next journey um, into figuring out how can I impact people for eternity in that realm? So there's a lot of research that's got to be done, all mm. that kind of stuff too, uh, which will be interesting. But I know that one of the things that God's gifted me to be is an impact agent. There's, there's certain people that can impact people. Yep. I know I'm one of them. Uh, I've met guys who are way better at it than I am. But I, I just, I think that that's something that, you know, if it's really easy for me to tell, to tell if I'm, I'm with you or not. Like you don't agree on that point, I'm I'm done with you, bro. Mm -hmm. I got no I got no time for you, man. So, so I, I just transitioned for you. I apologize. No, I, no, no, no that, that's fine. I was gonna ask Jake because I know we were gonna try to focus on like business and zeal. Sorry, sorry. Here but we go. are you okay if we transition Let's, into? Are, yeah. are you okay with talking about what we no, talked before I'm, we recorded? I'm good. It? I'm good talking about anything that you're passionate about. Because th this is something that honestly, I had I had all the questions. I had them written down on my phone. I haven't well, even been looking at my phone. We, no, no, no. Because this is this is something that I feel like th there's something that we've been pushing and it's trying to be ourselves right trying to be right. true so right. like when we ask questions about something or when you people ask questions to us we want to make sure that we give an actual answer mm -hmm. whether it's you know we don't want to just say something just because we want somebody to think that oh hey these guys are on the right path so there there's something that and since we started this i, I haven't been able to get out of my head um there's something that you pass along with me we'll go wisdom and then we'll go about what we were talking about before okay um the three the three t's 100 percent Time, my, one of my favorite time, time, trust, trust and, truth. and truth. So th those big three, the the big three, have really impacted how I look at uh, myself. Whether it comes to you know friendships, people from my past, you know what type of man I want to be, mm -hmm. and um, from what you were talking about, what you want to start. You have a lot of people mm -hmm. that are you know talking about doing something, but you actually want to do something. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only a few times in my life that that I, I got I, I got I felt called to do something, mm. and I would say that's definitely preaching, starting churches and things like that, and which I, I I've did, I did for twenty years, and um, I felt going into the cigar industry was really good, and I enjoyed that. I th- I don't think that's a calling. I think that was a necessity by nature of the fact that I really enjoyed cigars and I enjoyed the people I was working with, mm. and I could make money doing it until whatever God goes going to call me for next. Um, and I'll continue to do cigars, so I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but, um, about four or five years ago, I started getting into this whole, like, hearing about this, this child trafficking thing. And I thought that was weird. I never heard about it before. And I thought, that's kind of weird. People really do that. And it, and it, it kind of came off with take, remember the whole taken thing and, yeah. uh, with Liam Nielsen and, I'm like, wow, that kind of opens over in Europe. Yeah, it's a European thing. It's not really an American. Or it's thing. just in a movie. Oh, yeah, it's something it's a, I see in the movies all right, the time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is which is weird. You know, it, it's it, it's kind of crazy. Um, but so I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, talk no, about I want to talk about it. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to grab my grab my words and put them in a way that I can. So there's there's. I'm having a conversation with God in my head as I talk about it. <laughs> so there's been a few times that God's laid something in my heart that I have to do. And if I don't do it, I'm restless the rest of my life about it. Uh, one of those things is we'll eventually be moving to Norway. I never told anyone that on a podcast before. I'll eventually go to Norway. I don't think you've ever told us that. Yeah. What yeah, the hell? I know, That's right? Not even in a smoking circle. Like, yeah, okay. Wait till you ask my wife about it. There's, so one, one time, I've only heard the, the, I'll tell you, I've only felt that I've heard the voice of God twice. Only twice. I think I told you about the baby one time. Didn't I tell you about the story about the baby? Yep. That's one. The other time was I was at Disney World with my wife, and it was on our honeymoon. And somebody had challenged me, you know, if God asked you anywhere, would you be open to going? And I'm like, no, dude, I like the good old USA. I'm <laughs> American born and bred, and that's why God put me here. There right? it is. And uh, so I'm, we're talking about it, and, and my, uh, a mentor of mine said, it's one of the most dangerous things to ever pray. God, I'll go wherever you want me. It's one of the most dangerous things ever. And uh, at that point, I was young, adventurous, and I thought, I'll go for danger. So I was at Disneyland and I was, we we're going up on this log plume for something. And I remember literally saying, you know, God, I'll go wherever you want me to. I'm tired of arguing with you about this. Cause I argued about the, with my mentor about this so on and so forth. And uh, phys- like verbally heard the word Norway. Uh, but like all this stuff comes about for some reason. So in the other, the other, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I heard God's voice on this. I would say this is a great dear impression on my heart as a result of the last four years, reading this, studying this, hearing this. And so having, but I know that when I, when I do this, there's an amount of risk that I put my family into. I'm, I'm in a cartel city. Phoenix is a cartel city. So you're, you're playing with cartel cards when you get here and so on and so forth. And you do these kind of things. So I have to be smart about it and, and maybe a little more private about how I do stuff. So um, we only have like but, 12 listeners. So here you go. Okay. 13. Good, good. good. <laughs> I counted the other day. Um, Shout out, mom. Appreciate you. Appreciate. Thanks, mama. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a that's a huge thing. And how to fund it, how I'll fund it, how it be, how it's funded, how a five hundred three c nonprofit works, and uh, I know I already know that because I've done churches before. But um, and then how to tag team and how I get get all these people that are already involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, how I can learn from them and how what what skills do I have that can bring to that that are different? You know that maybe somebody else has. Um, so I'm sure there's other pastors out there that are passionate about oh, it as I'm well. sure there's a lot of people. Yeah. And and the reason why I brought up the three T's is because mm. instantly when we were talking about this before we started recording, mm. that was the the first thing that popped into my mind was, mm. one, you could see how 
you know, much this was impacting you. Mm. But the three T's, I know you use a lot for, you know, like uh, you, you as a person, the people you surround yourself with. I mean, that's what you, you preach to us about mm. when we're smoking on Fridays. Mm. Um, but for me, instantly, and I'm not sure why I did that, but that populated for what you want to do for future stuff, especially with this nonprofit, mm. you know, mm. putting in the time your mm-hmm. time is more invaluable than anything. And oh, you're yeah. going to give it into a foundation organization mm-hmm. that you feel wholeheartedly in, um, which is huge. Trust. Mm. People are going to trust you mm. to lead them in the correct direction, whatever direction that would be. Because mm. when you walk into a room, it instantly changes. Everyone all obviously knows, oh, shit, Bradley's here. Mm. Not because you're loud and boisterous, but just because you carry yourself in a demeanor that not a lot of people carry themselves in. Right. So time, trust, and then truth, your truth Mm -hmm. and knowing that what you are trying to do to help somebody, even if it, you know, takes a while to be there, people Mm -hmm. will see those three T's and understand that, holy shit, this guy is on a mission right now, whether it's a mission from, you know, your heart, from God, from Jake Brown, it doesn't matter that Mm -hmm. what you're doing is the truth is in yourself. Right. And I don't know why that, that stuck with me. And I don't know why I felt like I had to share that with you, but I that's just, important, when that, that's, that, that's word, everything yeah. that I wanted to ask you about. I don't yeah. even remember. Like I have all well, these I, notes, but this is something that when you feel this passionate about something, you in particular, right. Yeah. You radiated as a person. And there's not a lot of people out in this world that I've been able to connect with that can radiate how much that shit means to them. You know what I mean? And I think that's why when you walk into a room, people acknowledge who you are as a person because it is, holy shit, Brad's here. You know, so I, I think that's going to be very, very successful for you and make whatever venture you decide to go into and whatever you decide to push forward is going to be successful. I, I appreciate that, that kind word, man. Mm-hmm. I think my, um, like one, one day you guys will be blessed with children and there, there is something about innocence with kids. They're just, I can't wait to have grandkids, man. I can't, that's my, my next thing is grandkids. I can't wait for my, my, my daughters and my sons to, to have brand, grandkids, and uh, there's something that's so instinctive about a man protecting his children that, that it just it breeds something different out of you all of a sudden. Uh, and there's, there's that moment that when you start feeling that for what you're hearing happen, and I never felt that for something else. I felt that for my own kids. Mm. But now when you think about you know, children being sold to evil people, for sexual purposes, um, there, there's no, there, there, that, that injustice in that, that demeanor to how to, how to fix that and what you can do and how can you play a role in that regardless of what the cost yep. there's not. So like there are times that my, my, uh, there's a time that Camden, I remember he was probably about three or four. <clears throat> my parents lived on a very, very busy road and he was three years old, and his sister kicked a ball from the backyard, and it started rolling in the front yard, and he started running as fast as he could into a very busy road to go get him. And I remember thinking to myself, I'll do everything I can to get my son's attention, from yelling at him to screaming at him. And I remember yelling and screaming, blood blood curling young, because I wasn't going to get to him fast enough because he's going to hit the road, and yelling, Captain, stop, and just yelling and screaming. It scared him so badly, he dropped to his knees, and he started crying because he thought I was mad at him. Yep. And I thought to myself, like, that was the moment that I, I remember my son recognized, there, my, my dad wants, my, my dad's mad at me, or I need to pay attention to this. Yep. Um, as passionate as I felt about that, because I want to protect my son from that kind of danger, is the same thing I feel about this. And to have that kind of level of passion 
Um, and for it to be around so strong so soon and, and being able to articulate it like this is really weird for me because I usually t- get really educated about it first and yep. then say something. Uh, but it's really weird because that's maybe just because I'm old now, I'm more emotional. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, as you get older, you get emotional. It's weird. My dad cries to drop out now. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's like, I love you, boy. I hope the grill's doing good. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Why are you crying? It's a great grill, right? <laughs> yeah, so it, but it's, it's really interesting to see that happen and to say you want to help people understand this and call their attention to it. And I don't know how you can't pay attention to that. I don't know how you can't. And when you see everything happening, so, but it, that's something in the future and, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see how that all pulls out and stuff like that. That had nothing to do with the interview. Just no, it didn't, was on my heart, it, so. And it's something that was stuck in my brain that I, I mm-hmm. needed to just talk to you about. Well, ask me, ask me the questions, man. Let's, well, go, let's, let's get back. Let's segue. go away. Let's segue, segue back around. We're going back around. Segue back uh, around. Back around. Get let's it, go. JB. I, I got. I got all the time in the world. I got, it's only one twenty-one here. I don't even remember. You don't even remember the questions. What we've, what we've asked her. You've not asked so anything. I'm. Yet, uh, that, you know. No, I'm kind of just taking it all in. I'm is just, that I'm, is that weird for you to hear me talk like that, dude? No. You, know, you know who I am, though, don't you? Yeah, I was gonna say we've seen you in, yeah, in yeah. plenty of life. Yeah, no, you've always been that mentor type for me personally, and I've told you that multiple times before, you know, uh, I had you as a football coach and we've had great times and we've had the worst times. Um, I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. I'm just letting you know that dude. I am. I'm I'm super, super proud of you. Like both of you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Sincerely. Um, Like not, not him, him newer, but knowing you from the past. I mean, just not that, not that I didn't think you were going to be anybody. You're obviously going to be somebody. I get it. But no. he just no, thought you were going to be more of a somebody. No, 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 no. <laughs> no do what you're doing. That was that was hundred percent. Do what you're doing. Just, do, was, was just do it a lot better. I am too proud of you. Yeah. So no, I've always taken you as the mentor, the impactful one, mm-hmm. um, which is why we've stayed close for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you started as the football coach back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know doing bear crawls or whatever it was, I think Kings you Island, to, baby, the Kings <laughs> Island, yeah. Um, and to, I mean, all the way up to, you know, we kind of lost touch for a little bit yeah. when you moved back to Ohio. And then you right. came back to uh, Phoenix and you gave me a call and be like, hey, dude, uh, I've got a cigar group. Yeah. Come down. Yeah. And I, I've, you know, I talked to you a couple times before then, like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. stopping into, you were at a previous company before working. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would text they you. They will like, not be named. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I would text you and be like, hey, I'm just stopping in to get cigars. Are you around? Just want to see you. Mm. Um, and then it came to, you know, hey, I'm at the, Warehouse, come on in. I've got a group of guys I want you to meet. Mm. Um, and since then, it's been, you know, fantastic having the group of guys around us mm. that have really brought myself up in life. You know, mm. it's you always talk about, you know, having people surround you that are one a little more successful or have more wisdom or all that uh, to grow you. And you've brought that back into my life. So mm. I appreciate that. But uh, no, this doesn't surprise me at all. You know, when you're mm. passionate about something, um, you can see it in your eyes, you can see it in your emotion, um, and it comes out. And, you know, me being there for so long, mm. just like, all right, how can I help? Mm. How can I get involved in this? Mm. And, you know, and I support that cause wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, but even if it's a cause that I'm like, all right, I need to learn a little bit more about it because of who you are, mm. that is like, no, I need to support my friend. Mm. Mm. We'll still we'll- learn, but the support is initially there before yeah. you even learn about it, uh, which yeah, is huge. I, I and that says, that says a lot, you yeah. know, as a person, I got a lot to learn about all that stuff too. Well, but again, I, you'll, you'll get there. I don't have to learn how evil that is. Nope. I don't have to learn that. I just know that something needs to be done and I can do something for it. Probably. 
Yeah, so you will. That's that's huge. Um, are you getting us back? I'll try to. I'll try to. I'll try to. I'll try to rein us in here a little bit. So, um, all right. Well, let's try to figure out how to get us back on uh, path here. Da, 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 da. I don't want to ask that question. Oh, this is a kind of a funny one that we can segue back into something different. T Lee, can you get Brad a water too? Um, Thank you, bro. When you it. walk into a room and you could have one song play, what would be your walk-in Lineman. intro song? Yeah, can't teach that. I didn't catch a lot. Shouldn't have had that popcorn before. If I could have one song playing. Yeah, so anytime you walk into a room, if there was an intro song, that was your, your, walkout, your walkout song, song what would it be? <clears throat> That's a good one, dude. That's a really good question. Still got yeah. it, people. Um, Suck it. Suck it. Immediately comes to like, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. That's how I think about it. There's for that, such an old school guy too. That's yeah, right. Right. There's, a, there's a lot of different songs out there. And remember, that's, remember that? There's a song that I always I, I love playing. It's that it's that Creedence Clearwater song, where it's it's the one that you see in every Vietnam oh yeah Vietnam movie. Born to wear the flag, the red, white, yeah, and blue. CCR's yeah, CCR is amazing. Yeah, what's that song? That, uh, yeah. I tried to pull it up on my phone and it's not loading. Yeah, it's so the, not whatever sure. song that is. Um, it ain't me. It ain't me. Yeah. It ain't me. It okay, ain't I can't. Yeah. Fortunate son. Fortunate son. I was gonna. That's son. What I was gonna it's, play it for you, but fortunate uh, son. Fortunate son. Oh, yeah. I like that. You don't have air. Song. You don't have Wi-Fi. It's just. It's not loading. I'm trying know. Amazon. It's fortunate. not loading. So I think it's fortunate your. Uh, suck again. Yeah, fortunate son's always good. I mean, like every time I see that in a movie, and I saw it in some movie, it's never out of place. It's always perfect. Like when you see it, you're like, oh yeah. And it's always like they're going into war or something like that. And yep. Yeah, dude. Just yeah, that and uh, long tall Sally. Long tall Sally. She Got you. you know that song? Uh, Everything I've heard it, but I don't needs know. Oh, baby. Yeah, baby. You know her song? Woo! Gonna be some fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Predator? The very beginning of Predator? I don't think I've seen Predator. Not in oh, like 20 sure. years. Yeah. Yeah, Long Toss Sally. <laughs> so th- there's one song, <laughs> and I actually I, I downloaded this song because I, I, I thought of you. Okay, when, go for it. Because I knew I was going to ask you this question. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's Ready hear it. for it? Let's What's see it? if you... If I know it. If you see a big and the side of a yard, it's a 15 minutes. Oh, I love that song. I don't know song, why dude. you would walk in and I would just be like, that's uh, yeah, dude. That's B-Red song right there. <laughs> so dude, that's B-Red song. <laughs> dude, that's from like high school, bro. That's my high school jam. <laughs> that's man. your high school? That's my high school with Love jam. Shack. Love Shack, bro. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was trying to think of a song. I I'm think, like, I think Love Shack is sexual when... in that song, but I'm just like a loving guy and that's why you put it there. I don't know. It's kind of you're, weird. You're welcome. I yeah, think. That, that's fine. That's I, fine. I, you, that's fine. I can see that playing on a loop at home. Yeah. Yeah, not, love not walking into a group of dudes. I don't see that playing. But you gotta watch at home, the, I see you, Love Shack playing you get, on a loop. I, you don't see that one playing? No. Did you know, know place, just, what place? You know what plays year round in my house? This will blow your mind. Michael Bublé. No, no. Oh, year round. That's my house. Without, without, without fail, year, year round. Charlie Brown's Christmas album. Year round. Really? All year. Like now, we get home. If my, if, I, I don't know why. Christmas. I'm not July. saying. I'm not saying it's gonna work for everybody. It works for me. Get your wife in the mood. Throw on some Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas Charlie. album. Yeah, Vince Grimaldi trio. Trio. I, I mean, I did even coming up here. I was listening to it, bro. It's so much a part of like who we are as a family. Like my kids to this day, like at October, are starting to play it at, by themselves. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, yeah, we're those people, dude. Hey, so. ain't nothing wrong with that. I had a song picked for Jake too, and I don't know if I downloaded it. What is it? This one's not really like a real funny one. It was just something that I was like, uh, it should play in the speaker now. <laughs> it's a late 90s rap. See, and then, and then the doors swing over right now. 
Let me hold And then it would just, you'd be like there in the doorway, like staring at him. What is this, Bow Wow? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a little Bow Wow? I know word for word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so. Oh my gosh. I've been watching you for a minute. Come through here so Uh, Anyways, I just, I had those songs in my head for you guys. I don't know why. Early 2000s rap. Oh, so predictable. If I could figure out how to get your Wi Fi to work, I'd probably look up something, but. You want me to play it for you? No, 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 no. I was going to find your song. I'll have I'll have a, your song by are the end of this each other? Are we going to make each other a mixtape now? Is that what's I, happening? I think we're going to have to. Mixtape? There, mix there was a song that I was going to play for myself. That's some bromance right there when you put on a mixtape together. That's bromance. Look. 2.0. What's yeah, our password back here? We're technically married, but <laughs> we're not Do you married. know the password? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to give it out. This here, is, type it in. You don't need it. What do you need? Tell me the song. No. Am I that? No. Type what is, it in. What is, what is a good song for each of you? Did you come up with a song, or can I ask my next question? Go ahead. I had to re-update my Amazon music. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking blame me for your <laughs> Please, you know, please move don't, along. Don't blame move me for along. this. Move um, along. Okay, and again, these are, you know, we kind of mentioned uh, a few of these, but uh, one of my questions was, what's the most rewarding part of being a father? Oh, man. Because you're... You, it's got to be all the money your kids give back to you later <laughs> on in life. <laughs> no. Remember that, uh, kids. Rewarding? Yep. And obviously, there's different stages in life. Right, right, right. When they're kids, you could see them ride bikes, and you know your stage right now. With uh, your kids are older, you know um, the oldest married and moved out of state. I go through each one. So Savannah, she's super independent, um, but she's a she's a great wife and mother. I'm proud. I'm proud that she chose a good man, and um, it's really it's really cool. I'm very proud about that. Um, Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, my son Camden, you know, something about Camden just recently came up that is really interesting to me. Uh, he wants to make sure that I'm okay all the time. Like, I got an argument with his sister last night over something real stupid, and uh, I felt really disrespected. Instead of yelling and screaming in the house, I went to the gym. So it's a better, better thing to do with my time, right, and energy. And so I was on the way out there, Cam was pulling up, or he's coming back from the gym, and I was going out. He's like, are you okay? What's going on? I'm like, I, I say, go, I'm going to go to the gym. He's like, whoa, 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 Dad, are you all right? Is everything all right? I mean, no. And he, re- he says, he asks that continually all the time. Like, are you okay, Dad? Like, and, uh, like, that, that's, a, that's a cool thing. Because when he was a teenager, he didn't care how, how I was. Yep. You know, but now he's like, Dad, is everything okay with you? Is everything all right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So That's know. awesome. Yeah, I, I got some great kids. I can learn. Yeah, I can learn some stuff from from her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's sure. how you know you're doing good when your kids start teaching you stuff. Uh, it's 99 percent of their mom. So I don't know. oh, well, there you go. <laughs> give, give credit where credit is due. Yeah, most definitely. Right? Most definitely. Uh, so I have just one final question, uh, and then we can open it up to see if you have anything for us. Um, so, and I know we've talked about this on our show. I, I know you've talked about it on a couple of your podcasts. <clears> but a big thing for I know Jake and myself is you know leaving a legacy out in the, into the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for you, what would or what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. Like what? Do I, what do I want my gravestone? Yeah, uh, if that's what if that's what you leaves you the legacy, so everyone knows what you left behind. Jesus first, Jamie second, kids third. Jake Brown fourth. Jake Brown fourth. <laughs> Jake Brown. Jake squared fourth. There Thank you. I appreciate Jake you. I'm a, I'm a part of this legacy. <laughs> yeah, listen here, guy. Yeah, I I think the um, I I want people to see that I I want to represent Jesus as best I can to people. To be honest with you, I think that's a big part of my faith. Um, the other part of it is uh, I want to be approachable about that subject with people. Mm-hmm. So there's a really interesting verse in the Bible. It says, um, uh, it says, "In your heart, set apart Christ as Lord." 
so that when somebody asks you for the hope that you have, be ready to give them an answer, but do this with gentleness and respect. And I think that's important for me. That's in First Peter three fifteen. It's important for me because um, I want people to to eventually ask, like, why are you why are you hopeful? Why are you excited? Why why are things like that? I can say it really leads back to my faith. To be honest with you, um, but outside of that, I think the I think that plays into the people that I influence or have been an influence to. Um, I hope that like I think I told you my my favorite thing some story I ever heard was. Uh, there's a guy who died, and there's like 200 guys that knew him, and uh, they were all battling over carrying the carrying casket. The casket. Yeah, yep. they they wanted to find the, the best six men to carry the casket, and uh, they argued over. I mean, people assumed they were all going to carry the casket because of this guy's life, you know. And I was like, I want that to happen. I want eventually at my at my funeral, people start arguing over who can carry the casket. And as they walk the guy's casket, you got 200 men behind, shoulder to shoulder, hand on each other's shoulder, heads down, walking towards the gravesite. Um, I think that would be cool ultimately. Yeah. Uh, but moreover, it's the life that the life that leaves an impact um, leaves a legacy. And so as a result of seeing the legacy in your lives and in other people's lives and other things like that, I, I think it's, uh, I won't tell you who, but I'll tell you, I heard from somebody the other day. I, I'm not going to mention even the circumstances around it. I'll tell you after we're off the air, but this guy has not been in my life, but I, we both know him from my past. Okay. And, uh, and came, and came asking for a favor. And uh, I, I, I was so concerned with, I hope there's a legacy that this guy wants to leave, that when he's, when he's asking me for help or something like that, he knows what he's getting because I'm not just going to say, yeah, here, here's, here's what I can do for you or here's something like that. But I want to set him on a trajectory of, of what success can be and a tra- trajectory of what legacy can be and everything else like that. Uh, and tried to before, but he didn't want that. And so there's, there's, a, there's a point where I think that if, if you're one of those people that always reach out to people when you're in a hard time or you circle the wagons um, when times are hard, not just celebrate when times are good, uh, you really want to re-evaluate your, life, reevaluate your life and worry about the legacy that you'll leave and knowing that my grandfather, my, 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 my grandson one day is going to go, how do we get to where we are right now in uh, our faith and how we think about our country and who, who, where we are and if we still have a country by then, all that kind of stuff. I want my grandchildren to, when they, when they hear, I want to be called Papa Bradley. That's what I want to be called. So I want, when, when they call me, when they when say, I wonder what Papa Bradley thought, I write down, I journal this stuff too. And then I want them to understand like, this is what I think about our country. This is what I think about God. This is what I think about leading men and leading legacy. And this is what I, this is what I think it means to uh, work hard. This is what I think it means to rest. This is what I think it means to really enjoy. Yeah. This is where I think you should really blow all your money. This is where I think you should save all your money. Like all these things, all these things I think all create legacy and to see, to, to contrast you with the guy who reached out to me, I would be like, man, this is a guy who heated words. And this is a guy who didn't, this is a guy who heated words and look where you are now. You're incredible. And you're awesome. One of the, one of the best people that I know sincerely <laughs> Okay, you too, Jake, because you guys got attached to the hip, you know? So, but like, that, those are things that I, I think are important. So the idea of, of leaving, there's, there's no better time to start than now. Like, if you hear this and you're a young guy out there, you're like, how do I leave a legacy? Start by finding an older guy, take him out for a drink, you know, or get some coffee with him and say, man, you got wisdom I want about X, Y, and Z, and write down questions for him. Part of, part of what I did most of my life was sitting down there, Taking, taking guys out for coffee and saying, hey, I want to know about this. Can you, can you break this down for me? What do you think about this? How does this work? 
you know, and that's everything from like even jobs I had in the, in the car industry to the cigar industry to even when I was, when I was a church planter, I would just ask, I'd go out and plant new churches and I'd ask other guys who've done it before. Tell me, how, how'd you do this? What'd you do with this? And what'd you do with that? How do you handle kids with all that kind of stuff? And they're very, very wise. So trust me, every guy is always wiser, wiser than you because he's not you. And this, that's yeah. exactly what okay. we built this, the platform of this podcast off of mm. is yep. bringing guests in and, you know, figuring out what mm. they know. And it's just kind of, mm. you know, here's an open-ended question. Mm. Talk. I want to know everything you know. <laughs> um, so, in, you know, whatever industry it's in, whether we know a little bit about it or a lot about mm. it, we want to hear it from a different perspective. So yeah. that's what's huge about the, our podcast and what we love so much about it is, getting the wisdom from whether it's somebody our age, somebody that's run a business or somebody that's run somebody else's business, um, you know, finding their path and their legacy that they're leaving behind and taking it in and trying to, you know. So you're saying you're selfish. This is all for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, well, that, that's why I said the, the, the 13 yeah. people that are out there listening, yeah. I can love you all, but it's this, all your this family. is beneficial yeah. for us. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's a, when you do something you love, it's always beneficial for you. Like yeah. You're always like, oh, it's, I mean, I would miss this for the world being up here and so on and so forth. So that, to me, it was a no-brainer. Well, we appreciate you being Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah, my I, pleasure. I thought about one last little quick. Oh, here we go. Uh, quick question, because T. Lee could probably segment this into a little clip for us. Shout out, T. Lee. Um, so for the new guys that what are you, getting into... What are you calling into, him, T. Lee? T. Lee. Tristan. Oh, T. Lee. T. Lee, T. Lee Productions. Lee. Tristan Lee. T. Lee. Is it T. Lee, T. Lee Productions? It's yeah. awesome, Tristan. It's awesome, man. Business yeah. name. Check them out. All right. So the last question. So for people, people who are just getting into the cigar huh? community, what's yeah. one of the best tips that you can give a new cigar smoker. Try lots. Yeah. Try lots of different cigars. Most people try something then they get stuck on it. Mm-hmm. And so they can't really develop their palate. And so whether you're a flavor guy or a non-flavor or a Connecticut or Maduro or Habano or, I mean, and I recognize that, I mean, if you want to be a frequent smoker and you smoke a lot of cigars, mm-hmm. then broaden your horizon a little bit. But if you're, you know, you smoke once a week or maybe twice a week and you have a certain cigar you go with, that's fine to stay there. You know, but I, I think people, your palate can't develop on just one certain cigar. It's impossible. So if you, unless you try different cigars. So that's why when I give you that thing, I give you lots of different cigars. So that's important. I've already pulled a couple out of this one. That's awesome. Yeah. But like smoking different cigars and so on and so forth. But like if you're only going to smoke once or twice a week, it's fine to stay on the same cigar. And you're not, by the way, most people are there. Most people only smoke once or twice a week, if you would, yeah. if they're dedicated cigar smokers. And I say, that's fine. Smoke what you want. I mean, it's your, your cigar. It's your money. You smoke whatever you want. Absolutely. But I get a lot of feedback from people that say, hey, I've been smoking for a while, and I, feel, I don't feel like my palate's developed because I can't, can't pick up the notes that you can. And I'm like, well, that's because I smoke lots of different cigars. And I, I take very good care to, like for example, if we were going to smoke here today, mm-hmm. I wouldn't smoke with you because mm-hmm. I have a video I have to do back at Zeal here in a little bit, and I want my palate completely clean before I go there. So if I smoke this, that'll taint the next cigar that I have. So gotcha. usually when I smoke a cigar, I smoke it clean. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to give my, my full, like as cocoa as spices and so on and so forth. And then some guys just care about, you know, that you smoke the, um, the back specials. Yep. Yeah. That are real sweet and caramely and so on. Yeah, so Cause I have did, no palate. Did he just, right. did he just throw you under the bus right now? No, 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 it's, it's a, a great, great cigar. cigar. Like, it's a very like, good cigar. Some guys, <sighs> Jake Brown, some no, no, guys no. like the flavored shit. Flavor. Yeah, I do. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. What I'm saying, what I'm saying about that is, uh, you're always going to taste the same thing with that. Yeah. And that's what you want to taste, you know, which is great. So that's the best thing about that cigar, you know, but you're not smoking 10 cigars a day and you're not smoking 10 cigars a week. Probably you're smoking probably two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, yeah. so as a result, that's the perfect time, especially in Phoenix right now, there's no one smoking outside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless you get in here, you guys want hot box in here. No one's smoking outside right now. Nope. Everyone, our lounge is packed. 
Is everyone? Oh, it's stupid. Trying to get inside. Oh yeah, we had nine yeah. people in there the other day. Our <laughs> lounge could fit like six. Yeah. Some people were just like, "Hey guy, how you doing?" You know, we've been there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely. Most so, do you have any questions for us you would like to ask us, or anything you want to hear from us about? I know that, that we've been doing that with the last couple of people, and they've asked some pretty cool questions. So, what's been your what's been the the your favorite part about the podcast? What's been the hardest thing about the podcast? Jake Brown, give me your favorite first. The favorite is definitely finding or learning about other people's journey to get to where they are. Okay. You know, the, the trials, tribulations, the, the failures, the successes that they've had uh-huh. on the way there, uh, figuring out how they got through all that uh, to where they're sitting now Okay, and where they're headed in the future. So uh, really diving into people's lives and uh, seeing all the good and all the bad. That's cool, dude. That's really cool. Jam. Oh, the good ones. So kind of the same baseline as Jake Brown. The, the one little tweak that I'll give is it's people that we've known for mm-hmm. a long time and learning something that I had no idea about him. What'd you learn today that you didn't know about me? Um, well, one, the, what we initially started with, uh, Norway was Norway the one that, big, yeah. that, that blew my mind. <laughs> we're yeah, going to be the, talking the, after this. The, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 501 3C, uh, mm-hmm. nonprofit that that's obviously yeah. huge, but the, the Norway thing, we've had a lot of conversations over the, the years now. Right. And that's never come up. You, you've never said something like that. You know, know my, we have my I'll uncle in on here. Uh, and you know, I have a different vision of him as when I was a kid, but now that I'm older, I'm like, I, I can relate to a lot more things. I can see that mm. his life was, you know, I, I just, I, I saw him, differently than the way I see him now. So it's just, you know, my brother's been on here a few times learning and talking about things we've never talked about personally. So that's been the biggest thing for me is to actually better myself with knowledge from people who I've known for a very long time, Mm. who this just seems to bring out a different side of people, Mm. whether it's because they're nervous, whether it's because, you know, they want to sound impressive, whatever the, Mm. the case may be. It just, it gives us a different light to look into somebody's past, present, and future. Well, I'm nervous, and I want to, and I want to present a good thing for everybody. So, boom, I follow those two categories. So. Boom. All right, the hardest one. What's oh, the hardest thing? Go about? First again? I'll go first again. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, okay. you go first. No, good. Um, so, the hardest thing for me has been um, scheduling, dedicating a specific amount of time to actually get together, sit down, and do this. So, thankfully, with the uh, Tealy Productions, uh-huh. we have a date. We're doing it every single week. Uh, mm. We're booking times out. We're making sure that we're actually planning this, you know, coming up with questions, making sure that, you know, we're actually ready with a direction we're going to go in. Mm. N- not to say that's ever going to go be the case, you know, mm-hmm. point in case right here is we kind of spiraled down a different path, which is perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but just understanding that we actually do have a direction. We actually do have a schedule, something to, you know, hold us accountable for okay. making sure that we continuously do this. And we are staying, me and Jake staying on the same page with, you know, how we're going to progress this podcast. Oh, well, I guess one of the hardest, parts, one one? Of the hardest parts for you. Uh, one of the hardest parts, I, I do agree with Jake wholeheartedly, um, being able to schedule uh, even an hour or an hour and a half out of our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of our podcasts we do at night, so 5, 6 o'clock at night. Right. Shops are shut down. Uh, that always doesn't match up with everyone's schedule. So, mm-hmm. you know, like today, it's middle of the day. Right. We've got people working in the warehouse, which people's going to hear a bunch of background noises going right, on. Right, right, We've got our phones blowing up of, hey, I've got this or I've got that Text, going emails, on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you see video and we're just like on our phone reading email or something. So trying to schedule is definitely uh, a tough part. And then trying to scale it. Uh, scalability is always a big thing. Uh, when we first started this, we wanted to be able to spotlight other people's businesses, uh, local entrepreneurs, help them grow their business, help people learn about 
the local guy and not necessarily the the big brand. Right. right, Um, right. So being able to scale this podcast to a certain size Mm -hmm. to be able to support our local entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, So the scalability has been tough, but I think we've made leaps and bounds over the past couple of months. Thanks to um, Tea Lee and doing the uh, Lee. doing all the uh, production for us, but uh, you know scalability is huge, and mm. then scheduling it, it's you know what you deal with on a daily basis. That's awesome, man. No, I I think I think it's your setup is great. Everything is awesome. Appreciate. I can't believe. Uh, I keep wanting to put a fireplace in the background that'll play, but I love that. They they told me our production company is turning it down. Thanks a lot. I was trying to set the mood for you, and he ixnated it real quick. No, it's I mean everything about it. I love that your your studio setup is away from everything. Yep, ours is in the middle of our warehouse. Yep. So we have. I wish I could build a. I wish I could build this in the middle of our warehouse. Anytime you want to come in and steal it, seriously. So if you want to just end it, just let the people know where the business, what the business, and where they can find yeah. you on social. Zeal Cigars, uh, 15802 North Cape Creek Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85032, com, And, uh, yeah. Best Crook- Cigar Reviews on YouTube. Best YouTube. Cigar Reviews on YouTube. The cut, and, Light, and. And the podcast is Cut, Light, and Smoke. Smoke. Jake Square did it the best. Just okay. saying, check it out what was the on YouTube. For? I don't know. It's, uh, it's more of a cheerleader clap than chop. anything else. I it is what it's it is. Good. You know what? Smart guys. Smart guys. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on board. Thank you so much for yeah, joining us and no talking. Problem. We had a hell of a conversation. Uh, always appreciate it. Jake Brown, anything else? That is it for Signing today, off? my friend. Signing we off? are out of here. Like Bradley likes to say, out of here like last, last year? year? Oh, of course. Don't don't oh, don't steal his, his punchline. Head out if, like a baby. Let's if go. you guys have anything for us, uh, make sure you send us an email at theyuckypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on social media at theyuckypodcast. Um, send us uh, any sort of questions, comments, reviews, anything you like, or if you want to see somebody on the show, make sure you uh, send them our way. We appreciate it all, y'all. See y'all down the road.